at the official start. Yeah, the official start is uh, me clapping for syncing purposes. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's for editing later. Yeah. It's so I can uh, sync One, up the audio to the video. Two, because this three. Is, okay. I could have just done that, right? Yeah, but the clapping, you can see the, the waveform. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> One more time. So for syncing purposes, please, go One, ahead. One, two, three. <laughs> ABC. Yeah, that, that'll be easy. That'll be perfect. Well, welcome back, Eric Schneeman. Thank you for having me. Uh, glad to be here. I'm very excited to do this. This is our first YouTube video. For those of you listening, this is going to be the first step. For, for the two people listening, um, this is our first YouTube video, and we're very happy to have you here. For the two million people listening. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully two million. We'll get there. Not too far from now. I'm very excited for it. Yeah. And uh, the ringing, as uh, you'll notice, is gone now due to the Mackie board. Mackie's a big company, actually. It's a little board I had. Is that M-A-K-I? How is uh, it spelled? I think it's M-A-C-K-I-E. I was close. <laughs> you said it like you knew the company, like you knew someone. Well, in my head, I was like, "Oh, Mackie, yeah." Ooh, Mackie, yeah, yeah. Mackie, yeah. One company. That's how. That's how we're gonna identify. Like all the episodes you come on, where they're gonna hear that voice. I'm not even gonna say your name from now. I'm just gonna be like, yeah. "Hey, man, how's it They'll going?" Be like, "Oh, it's Eric. Oh, I'm so happy." Gonna be like, "It's Eric." <laughs> one episode <laughs> later. One more episode. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I ripped apart my entire studio after we did our episode because the last one we did had the most ringing I've heard so far. It gradually got worse over the episodes, and I was fucking pissed off. I was it's like, funny because I listened to the episode before ours, and I really didn't hear any ringing. Yeah, so ours. So I was really upset. Yeah, because we had I a good one. on these new microphones. You can't blame it on the new microphones. The SM7Bs are incredible. Right, but it's just you – Anytime only thing you, you use change, right? something new, anytime yeah. you say, oh, it's the only thing I changed, then you have to toggle around with, you know – well, what's funny is if you start at the beginning of the episodes, like the ringing, if you pay close attention, slowly gets worse and worse and worse. It's gr it just grows. And you don't realize it until you go back and you listen to them. Like, oh, my God, this has been going on. What is it? And so then we got the new mics, and then it was really, really bad. And I was like, oh, shit, it can't be these new mics. These no, are the best they're mics. Just, they're just amplifying because they're better. Yeah, these has got to be like the best ones. It can't be the problem. So, of course, I can't figure it out. And then all of a sudden my speakers are going, <laughs> all this shit is going wrong. I'm like, this is not good. So I couldn't figure it out. I went on every like online forum to see if I could figure it out. I ended up unplugging everything in this studio. And then one at a time checking. One at a time checking. And it was miserable. I love that. Yeah. Because everything was fine. And then I finally got to the table where the board was. And I just happened to take the board out of the mix, out of the chain of plugins, and everything was fine. So I ended up ordering very long microphone cables to plug these mics straight into the system. So that's where we are, where we are. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> uh, okay. Slipknot, give it to me. I want to know everything. You want to know everything. Well, this is, uh, this is a spontaneous episode, and I, I really like it because uh, we were just recording drum tracks. We did. We just recorded some drum tracks. That was a difficult one in itself, but it ended up turning out really good, and we decided to do an episode. And I'm excited because there's a lot going on right now. What's the date? It's June 2nd June right now? June 2nd. June 2nd, 2019. And there's a lot going on with Slipknot. There's a lot going on, eh? Uh, <laughs> well, they just released a new single, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago? Yeah. It's been out that long? Yeah, because they did a fucking hole. They played it on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel. Someone. Oh, that's why they got that gig. I saw, that, uh, I saw a post about that. I think it was Kimmel. 
probably. Am I making stuff up? No, it's probably Jimmy Kimmel because he has a huge stage. Uh, anyone listening, if I make any mistakes in anything I say, I really don't care what you think. I'm human <laughs> and I don't know everything. I just sounds like a, you're ready to fuck up. <laughs> I probably am. That's why I'm prefacing this because um, I fucked up last time. So why'd you fuck up last time? Uh, I believe I miss. Why do I want to say diagnosed? Miscategorized some metal bands into a different category. When you were going over all the different When types. I was going over all the different types. What, do you know which ones you uh, miscategorized? Misdiagnosed? Uh, suffocation. Okay. Instead of death metal, they are technical death metal. <laughs> they are the grandfathers of technical death metal. Now, were you listening back to the to the episode and thinking I fucked that up, or did someone roast you for it? My, my good friend who got me you, into suffocation was like, I had to stop listening after you said <laughs> that. I was like, Wow! You turned it off after that? Yeah, he got he got he got upset. That sounds like some pussy shit right there. No, he's just, uh, you know. No, I don't. That sounds like some bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of his favorite bands, and you know, mis mislabeled him. I mean. If you called Metallica like, you know, soft rock, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, look, you know, it's one of those things that was where it's one of my favorite bands of all time. And they got me into death metal, so I should have had that right. It's just weird. It's like we were talking about over time things change and people are getting crazier and crazier and music's getting heavier and heavier. And it almost like I feel like some of these bands get knocked out. Not, yeah. not that they necessarily did, but. In my head when I was going through it, I was like, yeah, they're just death metal, you know? Yeah. It seemed right at the time. Well, I mean, if that's the if that's the thinking and the thought process behind it, then I am just the worst fan ever. Because I don't know any of those different types of genres and this and that. I just put on heavy music. I'm like, yeah, this is metal, man. Exactly. You know, it's like people, but, who, people who don't listen to metal, are just, it all sounds the same. They're all screaming. And then people who do listen to metal, it's like, oh, well, this is this type. This is that type. This is this type. I like this type. I don't like that type. You can get really picky. Well, see, I listen to so much metal, and I just say I like this and I don't like this, but I don't know what the different, like what they are, like how they classify. I just like, you know what, that one I'll listen to, and that one I won't, song wise. Or yeah, I mean, you listen to what you like at the end of the day, and if you really want to know, you can just consult your friend. Well, no, you could just go on Google what type of metal is this band, and it'll tell you. That's it's the whole the whole metal world, man. That's still uh, you know, he's so, a lifeline. He's a lifeline. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so so uh, Slipknot's new song, Un Unsainted. I almost called it Unstained. What's what is that? What is that from? Unstained. Is that a song or is it Stained? Stained is the song. Stained is a band. band. Is a band. They just got back together, didn't they? Very good band from the early two thousands, late nineties. They just announced. Uh, that would be great if they did. I love them. Loudwire Aaron, released it. Like, Aaron, uh, what's his last name? I don't the know. Singer, yeah, yeah, there. But Loudwire, like I think a few weeks ago, just released that there was talk about them either doing another tour or another album. That'd be a little weird. That'd be cool. I mean, I hope if they do come back, it's uh, good. Yeah, they can, it's very. It's one of those bands that could very easily fuck up coming back. I'm on the outside, <laughs> and I'm looking in. <laughs> um, so not stained, but unsainted, Slipknot. Uh, I think they went back to like the old Slipknot that made them the fucking monsters they are. I think it's a huge, 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 like, representation of how much they've grown and how much they've kept who they are. 
um, and it blew my fucking mind. I'm gonna start there. Yeah, so I listened to it a couple times. I'm like trying to burp, but I can't because I'm drinking coffee. There's no carbonation. I don't know what's going on. I'm sure that sounds real good on the mics. Yeah, <laughs> and I listened to it on shitty computer speakers without a subwoofer. Mm-hmm. You know, so very high ranges. And I didn't really like it. That was my first run. Really? I was on YouTube and I was like, ooh, new Slipknot. You know, let's check it out. And just for anyone listening, Slipknot is one of like the first heavy bands I really got into. I think a lot of people when I was Slipknot 13. Was that band? Yeah. And Godsmack. It was, it was Slipknot, <laughs> Godsmack, and System of a Down. That's really when I started, you know. It's like three pillars right there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme the other day, and this is so good. It said, tribal tattoos are just, Godsmack is just like a tribal tattoo in the version of a song. (laughs) (laughs) That's incredible. That's so good. That's amazing. Like, I'm laughing because it's funny, because it's real. (laughs) That's that's dead on. It's very true. Yeah, I mean. That was very true. Yeah, it's a tribal t- tattoo band. Tribal know? tattoo band. Like, if you get a tribal tattoo, you should listen to Godsmack while you're getting it done. If I'm getting a tribal tattoo, we're going to have to talk about some more serious matters. And, and then have, like, a movie with a rock on as well. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you guys have a lot of... But it's different when, like, the rock gets it and then, like, a guy named Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> it Drinking mon- monster. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you want to talk about memes? I saw... You sent me that one. The Rob Deerdick? No, it wasn't that one. It was just the one of like the flashing on the guy. Oh no, that was yeah. funny. That was, but no, I saw this meme. It was like Rob Deerdeck is literally just a professional Kyle. He gets paid to be a professional. Oh Kyle. yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that one. And I was dying. I was like, I've never put that together. I thought it's maybe true. you saw a different one. Yeah, you don't think about that because his name's not Kyle. You know, that it was just throws just a, you off. It was the funniest thing I ever read. Yeah, That's amazing. Rob Deerdeck has to listen to Godsmack while getting a tribal tattoo, drinking a monster, drinking a monster watching like one of the new fast and furious movies with the rock because those are absurd exactly that is the whole situation that is necessary yeah i think i think we can make this happen you will make the right calls because all we need is rob deerdeck to show up and get a tattoo and come on the podcast and come on the podcast rob please come (laughs) (laughs) after we've insulted uh your profession not really though i mean i'm sure he understands he's one of those guys that probably would laugh I'm sure he loves what he does. He yeah. makes a lot of money. That's great. I mean, first of all, I like Monster. So yeah. if I was sponsored by Monster, I'd be happy. I mean, you could call me Kyle. I don't care. You could call me Kyle. I mean, it's not a big I leap from Eric. I probably won't respond to you. It's not a big leap from Eric. Yeah. It's a bit of a leap, but it's not a big leap. Yeah. Like calling me Kyle would be a big difference. Right. <laughs> we fucked. Yeah. I don't know how so That's probably why you gave the waitress your uh, my name today. Yeah. At breakfast. Yeah. Well, I always lunch. give a different name. Brunch. Brunch. We went to brunch today. A lunch. A luncheon. A luncheon. A luncheon. Yeah. That word cracks me up. Yeah. Lun- it's luncheon. But when you read it out loud, it looks like luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> Fun you, fact of the day. Yeah. That would. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to take that one. Luncheon. Luncheon. But it's luncheon. It's luncheon. Well, I enjoyed our lunch today. So. <clears throat> Unsainted, first run. Luckily, I still remembered this. We didn't get too far off topic. You're fine. I've enjoyed this. You're fine. And first run through on poor speakers. Second run through, I don't know. 
I listened to it again and I was like, ah, whatever, you know, it's all right. We were just talking about Corey Taylor, you know, in a Stone Sour project, doing a lot more clean vocals. And he's got a good voice. Well, so the whole Corey Taylor thing, like he, it's not that he took a break from Slipknot, like he did Stone Sour and they had some really good songs. And I feel like when they first came out, it was kind of like, all right, Corey Taylor's going to do ballads and like soft rock. But very quickly, it became a hard rock band. Mm -hmm. And there's some fucking heavy songs. But he still sings. And then all of a sudden, Slipknot starts having a lot more singing than just the screaming, which I think sounds a lot better. I think Corey Taylor, like, if you really wanted to sing, he should have just started out with Slipknot doing it and the screaming because the balance of it is so incredible. He's, he's fucking amazing. Um, but I think Unsainted is like a perfect example of where he's come. But it's kind of a nice mix. Yeah, no, it's perfect because it has, it has both sides. It has that heavy-ass Slipknot that right. you, know, you want to just rage to. But it also has Corey Taylor's like incredibly talented, beautiful voice side that you know is super big with all those heavy drums and guitars behind. It's incredible. You know, it makes it like this big opera of metal. And he's one of the few singers out there that can do those two at the same, like back, switch back and forth and at that level with that skill. So that's that was really nice to see. Yeah, it's a trip because, you know, I started off with their first album, right? Yeah. When they first came out and Sick, S-I-C, was my favorite song. It's like the first song on the album. And... That's how I started with Slipknot. As they progressed, I kind of fell off the map. Like, I haven't even listened to their last three albums. I don't think I like them, to yeah, be they, honest. They but I think the last one I really enjoyed was Duality. I think that's oh, the name old, of the song. One, yeah. Or the album and the song. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, there wasn't a lot of more recent Slipknot that I was super, super big fan of. That's why I was, sto I was stoned. That's why I was stoked yeah. and excited when Stone Sour came out. Um. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah? Are you texting someone? No. What are you doing? Slipknot. Are you looking up the songs? <laughs> anyway. I just want to get this right. There was there was a few of them. There was a few songs. Like Dead Memories I thought was like really, really cool, really fun, very Slipknot-esque. Um, not at the level of Duality. Duality was definitely their hit that really made a huge difference. Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of their stuff and like the in between and the stuff they were doing and they kind of like not that they died out they just really didn't do that much because Corey Taylor was spending so much time with uh, his Stone Stone Sour project which is fine but I feel like in the last two years Corey Taylor has become a bigger star than he was you know like I didn't used to see Corey Taylor's name all over the place now I see his name in every article and every big thing he's I mean it's like he's been hiding in a hole and decided you know what I'm gonna be super big and famous now and then he comes out with Unsainted, which is just spectacular. Perfect, a perfect, just proof that he's been working his ass off and blowing out both his knees. You hear about that? Yeah, so I guess I guess the whole point of the story, too, is that I guess after the fourth listen through on good speakers, yeah. I actually really enjoyed the song. And I really, I really like the uh, dynamic of it. The chorus, I'm not a big fan of in the beginning. The... Um, like the intro with the with the chorus, the actual chorus was is that only on the YouTube video or is that on the song too? No, that's that's on the actual one where they lead. Okay, and it's like because it, it comes in with that. Uh, uh. Yeah, the choir. <laughs> yeah, the choir. I was like the chorus. I was like, but yeah, the oh choir. yeah. See another mistake. Boom. You're fine. I'm fired. Don't boom me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the choir. It's a. Uh, 
I mean, it's it's pretty epic. I don't mind it all that much. The choir was singing the chorus though, so maybe that's kind of right. Were they singing uh, the chorus? Well, they or were, were they humming, humming it, the melody? They of were it? humming the melody of it, which I mean, is it so- kind sounds, of like singing it. Sounds a lot better when Corey Taylor's actually singing. Over yeah, the I mean, of course, the beginning though. I think it's just a drama. Yeah, because we don't want like a, a Slipknot S and M version. Slipknot S. <laughs> I would. With I'm, an orchestra. Can you imagine? I don't know if that's possible. That would be insane. It's po- anything's possible, my friend. That would be that would be really really if, insane. If I can drink Pete's coffee out of a minion mug, a minion mug, I think anything's possible. That's that's what tells you that. Yeah. Wow. You gotta go out and see the world a little bit more then. Yeah, no. Um it's just like a sign from God. Okay, talk to me about that. What <laughs> I wa- I wanna know what sign is coming from a minion cup with peach coffee in it. I just made that all up and I was referencing the cup. But realistically anything's possible and anything you put your mind to uh can be done. If you work hard at something, it can happen. I'm not going to say it will happen, but it can happen. And the harder you work, the better your chances are. What did this turn hard work, into? Hard work pays what off. Turn- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> I don't know how you stay so serious with that shit. Yeah. I think my brain works differently than, you know, everyone else in the world. You're special. I'm very special. Very dry. I may, I may uh, possibly, you know, be high on high. I might. (laughs) Can't talk. Let's start over. I may have high functioning autism. I don't even know. (laughs) You know, I just, I don't even know. But I know I've, you know, I've been able to make it three, 33 years. Dave, you're 33. Stuttering. Like I'm just deteriorating, losing it. Yeah, you're falling apart, dude. Falling apart. You just did amazing. I want to say, I want to say it's the coffee, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where the you know high functioning Aspergers comes in. It's like I can't talk, but I can play drums. You know, it's weird. <laughs> speaking of of disabilities and not speaking all of them, I mean, it's, it's there's some incredible things that come out of them. There's a kid on America's Got Talent the other day. One that blind, blind, uh, can't. What is he? Can he has trouble speaking. Is he, he's blind and autistic, I believe. Yeah, and he had the. Mo- I watched that video the other day. And he just absolutely crushed it. Yeah, freaking beast. Yeah, that's wild because there's a whole thing with the with the brain because it activates different type parts of the brain. Like speaking requires certain parts of the brain, but singing, it doesn't ha- have anything to do with the speaking part of the brain. So people that like, can't speak or stutter can barely like, put their artistic or can't put any words together. Mm-hmm. They literally can sing perfectly fine or not all of them, but it's a huge thing. And I was like, man, that is the most metal. I mean, it's beautiful, but everything's metal to me. That was the most metal thing ever. That music is like an ultimate cure automatically. Yeah. Like you can trip. communicate mm-hmm. perfectly fine. And he played the piano fine. It was, it was wild. He played it really well. And the whole story was like, he just, uh, what was it? He he didn't he didn't start when he was a kid. Like it just kind of happened one day. I don't recall. I think I was scrolling through Instagram and saw it. Yeah. But I actually watch America's Got Talent. You do? I love it. Damn, you and my mom. Dude, you got magicians. I love a good magician. Uh, you got some dancers. Down to see some good dancing. <laughs> you got some singers. Always good. You got some comedians. 
And then you got some like weird acts that you've never seen before. I'm kind of you know down to see some new things or you know laugh at people that aren't doing well. And I always love a good Simon Cowell roast. He's a, does you he know, roast his he, hard on that show? He'll, he'll roast the show to people. Oh he's gotten better over the years, honestly. He's gotten a little lighter. Since he first started, yeah, he's a lot nicer, but he'll just, like, buzz them and they're out. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, I miss the old American Idol days. That's him roasting people was it. the most real thing I've ever seen in my life, and I loved it. Because he was reason. right. He was yeah. right. He wasn't wrong. And people would get upset. I'm like, sorry, like, you don't have an ear for music, but this person just isn't going to yeah. make it. Like, I know they're good, but they're not going to make it. Yeah. And Simon Cowell would say that, and I always agreed with him. So honestly, I like him. But AGT is a different story because you know it brings into play all these other things, things that he doesn't really have a expertise in. Well, I think the other thing was uh, American Idol was in the beginning when he was really, really ruthless. I think it was he was one of the peop main people putting up the money to have these artists like promoted and succeed. He had a lot to do with like the investment side of the whole show and the artists coming on. So he had a lot more to lose if he let some idiot on the show. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm not going to put my money into someone that fucking sucks. So I think that had a lot to do with it. He's also just ruthless as hell. So I'm going to circle back. <laughs> I like that little. Did you see the circle? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> do you see to circle back? To singing. To singing. And it going to a diff. I thought I just heard a click track. There's a click track going on in the headphone that's somewhere in the studio. When I'm not open, going crazy. No, when I open up okay. these sessions, they automatically – actually, I can turn it off from here. Can I talk to the click track? I mean, you're not going to be able to hear it. <laughs> can I, mean, I talk in time? Talk in time. So circling back to singing. Corey Taylor singing and according to Twitter – and this is hard to believe uh, – I'm going to actually have to ask you as a singer yourself. Like, I sing in the car, you know, or to myself, but I'm not a good singer. I'm not a real singer. I'm a fake singer. But Haig is a real singer. Well, not really. Yeah, I would say you are. If you saw the search, and I just put it. I just typed it. Go ahead and tell them before I tell you that. <laughs> and, uh, oh. Have you ever felt a pain in your testicle? From singing. That is the question I'm asking you. No. Because according to Corey Taylor's, I think, girlfriend or something, or him, he posted something on Twitter saying he busted his left testicle practicing vocals before a tour. Okay, so I just typed in Corey Taylor testicle into my search engine. We got some searches. I mean, it was it's that's obviously what came up. We got but, some hits, I mean. Um. So Slipknot's Corey Taylor injures left testicle while practicing vo vocals. That's um, exactly what I said. I got it right. Yes. Unfortunately, he's prepping way too hard and blew out his cheek, his checks notes, left testicle in the process. This is all types of gross. Well, I genuinely hope. Is this actually true? It just how fucked around and blew Can out. Can we get a left doctor? Can we get a doctor on here? Is it true though? I mean, if how do you like? You can't go on. Because it says they're starting to yeah, begin and their then, European and then, tour. And then whatever I read, it's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. You know, he'll be ready for the tour. Like, if you blow out your testicle, it's kind of a big. Maybe it wasn't like a blown out testicle. Maybe he just like hurt something. He strained something and like it's, he got it fixed and he'll be fine. It just hurt. I don't know. Because then he posted, he says, working on my uh, 
87 Doken high notes this morning, fucked around and blew out the left testicle. Careful on reentry, kids. You know, I mean, that could just be a joke and they took it too far. I don't know. If it's, it seems like if anybody's going to blow out their testicle singing, it's going to be Corey Taylor. Yeah. Corey, hello? <laughs> got a we, question for you. Can we get him on the phone real quick? <laughs> I was just watching uh, Trailer Park Boys the other day. Oh, that's never good. It's always good. In the newest season. Spoiler alert. No, I'm just kidding. Um, they have a new season? Yeah, it's all it's all it? cartoons. Oh goodness, it's it's not as good without Leahy and Leahy's dead. Without being, I know that's it's tragic. Yeah, honestly, it is. He was a great actor. And uh, what's the point of my story? The point of my story is they're in their car and they're trying to put together a concert. And they're like, "We need to call this band." And like, "How do we get a hold of them?" He's like, "I'm just gonna Google their name." He's <laughs> like, "Oh, look, there's a phone number," and they call and the band answers. <laughs> so. Uh, how cool that be just like Google Corey Taylor get his number boom hey Corey you know who did that who uh, you know who Eric Andre correct so he, when he had his show on Adult Swim which was the funniest show ever made Eric Andre is the funniest fucking dude ever with his show at least um, he had Seth Rogen on as a guest so you know the whole premise of that show right no so he had his own like late night talk show that was like bullshit basically and Hannibal Burris was the co-host mm -hmm. and they'd get these like legitimate guests to come on and he would just do weird shit and freak him out the whole time like he would take off his clothes he would break his desk he would like fake shoot people you should watch it it's hilarious but the guests had no idea and they're like used to doing like actual like press and actual like um you know talk shows where they come on and promote something and uh so they would come on and he would just like make a mess and they were like three hour filmings they would put the heat on like 98 in the room so they're sweating stuff would be dripping on them during like it was a mess it was it's hilarious did but this I, air on tv yeah it was on adult swim you can watch it on hulu it's the one of the funniest things i've ever seen wow it's literally one of the funniest things i've ever seen wow. but he had seth rogan come on and uh i don't remember how he let him do it but he said something about his phone number and he's like please don't put my phone number up and then sure enough, Eric Audrey has Seth Rogen's personal cell phone number on the show, just in big letters and big numbers. And I guess Seth Rogen received so many phone calls, like within 24 hours or whatever it was of that airing of the show airing, that he had to go out and get a new cell phone number. But he put his real cell phone number. I'm like, man, I wonder if anybody else would do that. I would love to get that phone number to see how long it would take yeah. that person to change it. Yeah, if I found out someone did that. And I was famous, I would change it immediately. That's pretty funny, though. It just takes one wrong person, you know? Actually, so you know, you can get the White House's number now, too. Like, the White House's number is like, you can call the White House. And say what? You can, I mean, you just call the White House. Hello? There's, like, there's a number for it, right? You can type it in Google and find it. Uh, I was at, I forgot where I was. I was at a school field trip when I was a little kid, and I got this little eraser phone. It was like a little flip phone eraser. Mm -hmm. And there was a little number printed on it, and I called it, and it was the White House's number. Thank you for calling the White House. How may I direct your call? I mean, when, yeah. Can I talk to the president? Uh, one moment, please. Yeah. <laughs> Holding. <laughs> so, but the I mean, forget the White House. <laughs> went on a little rant there, but blowing a testicle. So, if he blows a testicle, and then it said they're starting their European tour next week, like, will he be performing in a wheelchair? Yeah. Like, what does that entail? Can you not walk? Like, just rolls you up. can't like flex anything. You can't sing. There's no way that's true. Yeah. Something must have. Something different must have happened. Yeah. I mean. Could be an expression that was taken wrong. Maybe I practicing know. so loud, I blew out my testicle. <laughs> we obviously hurt himself somehow, because he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would make that up. Maybe, to like yeah, get attention. I mean, he could have been doing like hot yoga, backflip. <laughs> I 
I like the you spectrum know. there. Yeah, I mean, it can happen. I mean, you get, when you get old, you can just like step off the curb wrong and <laughs> break your ankle. Honestly, so <laughs> I'm not even kidding. That's how people get injured now. Oh, I stepped on my foot wrong. Like really? <laughs> you know, it's designed people to hold you people up. come hobbling into the gym. Like what happened? Like oh, I, I picked something up a weird way. You know, like they weren't even at the gym or doing anything crazy. You know, <laughs> I mean that's how I've gotten hurt too. Stepping actually, m- most of my my injuries have come from either metal shows or at the gym well those both make sense like when we went to summer slaughter two years ago oh my god dude did were you were you with me when we saw that girl's knee bend in i think i was there but i missed it oh my god yes didn't she fall into someone so summer slaughter so for those of you that don't know summer slaughter is a ridiculously heavy metal like touring indoor festival metal show thingy it's ridiculous um but what was the name of the venue we were at the Novo. The Novo. Um, in L.A. So that the way so the way it's set up. L.A. Live. So the way it's set up is basically there's like three or four different levels with bar, with like a actual railing in between them. And we were on the bottom level, and we had our backs against the railing right behind us. Yeah, in the pit. And, and so it was like the, the height difference, like at the top of the railing, was was uh, was probably about my our shoulders, right? Behind no, us? No, because remember when we got pushed into the railing, it like got, it got my back. Okay, so it was a little lower. I would say like where a pecs are. Yeah, so the railing so was, was there, and we yeah. were standing on the ground, but the I mean the actual ground itself was raised about two stair heights. Yep. Above, this girl was trying to get into the, um, into the where we were standing, into the front, into the she actual jumped pit. Jumped over. Well, she all these people were jumping over when the security wasn't looking. Oh yeah. This yeah. little like tiny girl jumps over and she lands wrong, and I literally watched her knee go the wrong way, like bend her leg bent the wrong way. Do you know what that reminds me of? And then she literally looked down without missing a beat and smacked it back into place and then ran into the pit. <coughs> no way. It was the most absurd thing I've ever seen. I had, I, had, I had to think. I was like, maybe. She's an alien. Maybe there's something like she has something wrong with her. Like she's, she's messed an it al- up. She's an, she's an alien. It's the only, only explanation. There's a movie with Charlie Sheen. What is it called? <laughs> You're having a hard day. Uh, I Things aren't working today. I can tell. Up here. I can tell. But I'm alive, so it's okay. Mm-hmm. What is it called? Communication arrival? I have no idea, dude. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Oh, signs. With Charlie Sheen. That's not, Scary that's, movie not, three. that's not it. This Scary is Scary Movie a, Three okay, Signs. Okay, but this movie came out a long time ago. Like you probably weren't even born yet. And what's the premise? What's the point of it? <laughs> There's these alien. Ooh, here it is, my friend. The arrival. What year is that? God, look at Charlie Sheen. What year is that? Ninety six. Yeah, I was two. I was ten. I was two. Yeah. So you didn't even know what a movie was at that point. <laughs> it was about these aliens that came to Earth, and they looked just like humans, but the way you could tell they were aliens is because when they went to jump, their knees went backwards in like that. Oh my god! So that, that girl's an alien, and we we caught her. We caught her, but we didn't do anything about it. Now she's roaming loose, <laughs> making more aliens. Making more aliens. We. Oh well, at we, least we saw one. You know, it's kind of cool. I like that you're that convinced she was an alien. If that happened to me, I'd be wheelchaired out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Nine one one. Hello. What's the worst thing you've seen in a pit? Just like a broken nose. Really? Yeah. That's the worst thing you've seen? You ever yeah. seen like a fight break out or anything? Yeah, I've, I saw a guy get 
the shit beat out of him right in front of me. So that's the worst thing you've seen. I mean, it's just like three or four hits, and then it was like literally right in front of me. I was just like standing in the front. The pit was like way behind me. I was at an August Burns Red concert, oh, nice. and some guy did something. I can't remember what happened. I don't know if he like did something to the guy's girlfriend or whatever. Why bring your girlfriend into a pit? There were a lot of girls at that show. I I just wouldn't bring anybody I I cared about. Yeah, but anyway, I don't know what happened, <laughs> no but bit. dude, the guy just rocked him, dude. Jesus, rocked him, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> you ever see anyone break anything in there? <sighs> break. There's really nothing much to break. Don't break a wrist, break an arm. Oh, I thought you meant like physically, like a table or no. There's not, not a lot chair. of tables in yeah, the yeah. Exactly. In the that's pit. what I was trying to see. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> not a lot of objects except for people. I don't think I've seen anything. Uh, I've just I've seen people get punched and hit and accidentally hit. I've gotten donkey kicked in the uh, lower abdomen, <laughs> and I thought I was gonna die for a second. I couldn't breathe for about two minutes, and <clears throat> I've been hit in the eyeball Ooh. by a shoulder, shoulder to my eye socket. Nice I, like, I went to ram this guy, and I just I did not time it well. And at my height, uh, you know, it's very dangerous because my head is where people's arms are. So it's, you know, it's dangerous. Oh, that's true. I guess that yeah. makes it a lot harder. Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, and at my old age, I'm trying to avoid it. I'm trying to enjoy shows now. Yeah, no, dude, I'm 25, and I try to get, like, at the back of shows. My back starts hurting just from standing there. I just, you know? it's, it's a lot. You, yeah. You don't need to do it anymore. I just want to, like, I'm going there because I want to see the live experience. I want yeah. to see them play live and, like, be there. <clears throat> I don't want to deal with people trying to punch me the whole time. Have you ever seen Slipknot Live? I have, but it was at Knotfest, and I sat up on the hill while they were burning the fires. You know about the fires that they make at Knotfest? No. So I went to Knotfest one time. Was that at the uh, San Bernardino it's place? San Bernardino, That yeah. place is a fucking nightmare, I heard. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's wild. We camped, too. But, like, getting out? Um. Yeah, like getting getting get out. out was really bad. Luckily, my we were with my cousin Brandon, and he's a he's a good old fashioned uh, country boy. Redneck. Yeah, he's got a big old truck, and uh, he's like one of the most efficient humans I've ever met in my life. Let me put it that way: efficient. Um, but he just like wrecked. He got in his truck, and we like booked it. We had like a plan. We got in, and we booked it out of there, and we didn't stop for any like security. I mean, did you off road? Yeah, we didn't. Well, the thing is, security was trying to control it, and like yeah. they were doing a terrible job, because like they just didn't. They were, like there were some <coughs> people yelling at them. And, and, random and it was. It looked that. like a young kid. It was like a yeah, young kid. Probably fucking, was. Like, and, and he had no idea what he was doing. So Brandon's yeah. like, "Fuck this!" So he just off roaded and just drove drove away. Beautiful. Everyone honked, but it's like, all right. Yeah. Thanks for honking. Yeah. See you. Bye. Have fun. Have fun. Yeah. Like you know, waiting an hour to get out. The uh, very few times it's good to have a lifted truck. Yeah. But uh, anyway, no, I, I saw them. <coughs> Sorry. I. Uh, I went there for other bands because I wasn't a huge Slipknot fan when I went. Mm -hmm. I actually, like, didn't become a Slipknot fan until later on in life, mm -hmm. at least in my 25 years mm -hmm. of life. Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. they were playing the last night because the night before I saw Macedon open up for Corn. Now, that was one of the best nights of my life. How does Macedon op oh, open, they up play. Corn. open up for Corn? Open up for Corn. Okay. I, thought, I thought you were saying that Corn opened up for Macedon. No, 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 no. I was very alarmed for a second. It wasn't even that Macedon opened up. It was just their time slot for the festival on the mm -hmm. big stage, right? Mm -hmm. And Corn was like the big band of the night. Um, we're going to get back to the Corn story. Good. But the next night with Slipknot, nobody I was with wanted to see Slipknot because they all saw him already. Like 
seasoned metal goers, right? Um, and I was like, you know what? I've never seen Slipknot live. They're a huge band. I should go check them out. Why not? I'm not going to try to get up front. So I went over to the top of the mountain, and all of a sudden, like while I'm waiting for them to, to start, there's just people with giant bags of trash like walking and like dumping him in a pile. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And Brandon was me. He's like, oh, you haven't, you know, they don't know about the fires. Send out the raccoons. So I guess what people do is during the day at the festivals, they collect trash in their bags as much as they can. And then when Slipknot comes on and like they'll form pits, but with no people and they'll pour giant piles of trash and they'll light these piles of trash on fire and they'll do a circle pits around the fires. Wow. These fires get like 30 to 50 feet high. Wow. They're huge. Like they're dangerous and people like jump through them, this and that. Oh, that's smart. So the fire <laughs> – yeah, the fire department knows it's coming. So like literally it was crazy because 10 fires would pop up and then within like two minutes the fire department would put them out. And then you'd see 10 more pop up. Like they had this plan. Wow. That was more entertaining than the show. Unfortunately, when I saw them, they were terrible. It was a really, really bad show. I was really, really upset and I was like, wow, Slipknot sucks live. And then everyone I talked to after that said Slipknot is one of the best bands I've ever seen live. And I was like, what the fuck? I must have missed out. I got the one bad night. Because everyone talks about them like they're one of the best bands I've ever seen. I think you were one of the people that said that. I saw them at the Forum. Ooh, that's a, that's a good venue, though. Four, four, three? Three to four years ago. And they were great. I had really shitty seats. The very top and the back. They were like 20 bucks. Nice. And it was of Mice and Men, Marilyn Manson. Holy and shit. And Slipknot. And I've always wanted to see Marilyn Manson. Actually, I loved Mice and Men at the time. Although I didn't really like their newer stuff. But, and of course, that's all they played. Yeah. I wanted to hear the flood live. Whatever. Marilyn Manson just Marilyn Manson, which ever. was great. It oh was really God. cool experience, really cool stuff. I want to see him on stage. So and Slipknot, which is a, one of my first favorite metal bands of all time. So that was really cool. And they, they were great. Well, the Forum's a really good, really, really good uh, venue for the, big, good. for the big bands. Yeah. I think uh, <clears throat> I think if you have the right crew, the Forum can be one of the best venues. It's shitty getting there. It's shitty being in there. But once the band starts playing, it's pretty good. Yeah, it was cool. I my first Metallica it. concert was at the Forum. Nice. It was the Death Magnetic Tour. Nice. <clears throat> yeah, I was like, uh, there you go. I was like 15 or 16 years old. That was five like, years ago. No, it was like 10 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> um, so 20, it was $20 to get up there in the in nosebleeds, right? Yeah, I think uh, there was also some like, you know, American Express deal or something like that. So I don't know how you feel about this, but. I didn't. I didn't book it. You know, it's just yeah. like, hey, do you want to come to the show? I was like, sure. How much is it? I think it was fifteen bucks, dude. Jesus. I was like, sure, fifteen bucks to see those three bands. I don't care. You know. Oh let's my go. god. Yeah. Um, I was having this conversation this morning actually with my girlfriend. We were driving home from Santa Monica, and we were talking about concert tickets and how much it would cost. We wanted to go see a band. It was like a hundred bucks. I was like, you know, I think if I had the if I had the the fame to be playing stadium level shows, if that was who I was, mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I think I would demand that I tickets be cheaper. I would I would sell my tickets for like twenty bucks a pop. Like twenty bucks is general admission. If you want to be like, if you want a VIP experience, like that's a different story. Like a package, but like everyone should be able to afford to go to a concert and see their favorite band live. And I agree. The whole thing is like, oh, then the artists get then you get paid a little less. Like I will take less money. 
and have more people show up to experience the show because back in the day, like it's 25 bucks to go to your concert, right? And they say, oh, you know what? We made our money off records though, so we didn't have to charge as much for concerts. But it's like, concerts are not about money. As much as it is you can make money and you're supposed to make money, it's how you, they make money now. It's like allowing people to come experience who you are and your music live. I feel like it's so important. It's like the main goal there. And I feel like when you start charging like 175 bucks a ticket, like what are you getting at, man? Oh, because you got to pay everyone on the crew and this and that. I'm like, sure, but there's got to be a million other ways to do it. Well, God, I mean, to think about it, though, sta- let's just say Staples Center, right? I saw the Chili Peppers there a couple years ago. They were fucking amazing. They were amazing. It was my first time seeing that, but we had really good seats. We were kind of like on the stands, um, kind of like right next to the stage. Here's the stage. Here's me. Yeah. Right, but I'm in the stands, you know? And that is a big place, and they have, you know, security. They have all the restaurants, you know, all the ushers. They have to pay all those people. Then you have to pay the bands, the opening bands, the tour manager, all the lighting people, because they have all these really cool lighting effects. Like, there, there's so many working pieces. I f- and then, you know, to rent, just rent that out for one night has got to cost a lot of money, too. Like, I don't know how that works, how much you have to pay Staples to play there. So here's here's the thing with that though, because there's a story about Kid Rock, and this is one of my favorite stories. Because Kid Rock was playing a show one time, I don't know where it was, but before the show started, before they opened the doors, he was walking around the venue and he saw beer was like twelve or thirteen bucks, like overpriced beer. And he's like, Well, what the fuck? Why is the beer so expensive? And I guess the owner or whatever said, Well, how do you think you're getting paid? And he said, Well, pay me less and make beer a dollar. Sure enough, beer was a dollar that night. So it's like, are they charging so much for the tickets because of you know, to maintain their venue or they charge him because they have to pay the artist because different artists have different ticket prices at the same venue do they not correct so it's a matter of the venue having to pay that artist to play there because they want to bring money into their venue because they make money off that artist so i think there's a huge there's a huge chunk of change that's going to the artist to play there and it's like yes that's how they make a lot of their money these days and i appreciate that but i'm sorry like i love metallica i love them to death I, it's hard for me to talk bad about metallica unless it's about saint anger that's a different story ah. but like i paid 175 dollars for a metallica ticket one time and i thought to myself that's a load of shit yeah that's a load of that's shit that's a load of shit I paid $300 one time to go see Metallica at the Palladium because it was a pop-up show, like a random show after the Grammys. And, like, I get it. It was a really, like, high, like, Isn't that the one you were, like, trying to, like, buy the ticket the second it opened up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was when I was, like, freaking out And you didn't even get it, but you got it from someone else or something? Yeah. Yeah. It was a fucking shit show. Yeah. Um, But, like, I paid $300 to get there. And, like, that had a lot to do with, like, the timing and it was a pop-up show. But then I I paid $175 for another, another show. And I was like, that's insane. That's totally crazy. And sure enough, the most recent one I went, I went to see them in Portland with my buddy Jared and the tickets. Cause I bought them like later on, they were nosebleeds, literal, like the fucking wall of the building was like 30 rows behind me. Like I was up there and I paid $400 for one ticket for two tickets. So two, so $200 a ticket and the fucking nosebleeds. How much, how big of a show was it though? Were there it was a stadium. Bands? It was a stadium show. It was yeah. just Metallica. It was just Metallica. It was no opener. It was just a guy that An traveled. Hour show? Them. No, it was like a two and a half, three hour show. Well, that's pretty epic. And like, don't worry, like, I'll, I'll pay him the money because I love Metallica because they right. can get that out of us. But, right. But I just there's got to be there's a huge issue with me for that. Like, I feel like there's a huge gap of money that's being spent. It's, it doesn't it's, need to be there. It's going towards Lars's uh, gold plated fish tank. <laughs> 
I, you know what? That's that's probably true. That's yeah. Fucking Lars, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Fucking Lars. That guy is something else. Yep. But he was a big influence on me as a young man. He was a. He's a legend. So, we talked about Slipknot's new song "Unsainted." We talked about Corey Taylor blowing out his left testicle practicing vocals. Which we're not sure is real he or actually, not. He blew out. He actually heard. He got into knee, double knee surgery, didn't he? Like he got two surgeries on his knee. A DKS. Double knee, knee surgery. surgery. I thought he had both his knees. Worked I have on no idea. Something. Was it hip? I don't know. Something about like. He's gonna eventually be in a wheelchair singing I, I, these songs live. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, what is he what doing? I get. I feel like there's a lot of people that do a lot more shit on stage. He's just singing and blowing stuff out, I guess. <laughs> Except for his vocals. He's not blowing out his vocals. like, my throat can go or my nut can go. No, I think he has blown out his vocals before. Yeah, he has to have. Multiple times, probably. I mean, that's uh, one of the the sad things that happens to a lot of these singers. If they're not... Perfectly trained. Screaming or doing gutturals correctly or whatever. Crawls right. Um, They ruin their voices. And a great example of that is uh, Bert from The Used. Mm. He used to be just such a good screamer and he's a great singer too in my opinion I yeah mean, he's not the best like he wouldn't win american idol but i just i really like his <laughs> style you know i'd love to see american idol for yeah. uh all the screaming yeah i love their first dude when people come on and do that it's hilarious <laughs> yeah simon gets pissed he's like the get- fuck was that mate <laughs> <laughs> so does he say mate no i just yeah, that, that was my version um anyways the uh, used the used Bert, he blew out his vocals at some point, and I just saw them live at Warp Tour last year, <clears throat> and he couldn't do any of the screaming. Really? Yeah. He just, like, puts the microphone out to the audience. Oh, makes us do it? Yeah. You know? And the audience just can't do it, you know? It's sad, because that really made the use. That, That's, like, what it was. That complement of clean and screaming vocals, you know? They're old stuff. Yeah. From the first album, which is the best album. Damn. And always will be. I mean, because so there's another argument. Like, if you can't do what we're coming to see, like, why are you charging? Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, but, you know, call me mean, call me, you know, kind of a dick, whatever. But that seems a little unfair. Yeah. You know, for, you know, I'll be, I'll be real. Like, I, if I'm paying $200 to go see Metallica and Lars fucks up in every song, like, it's not, it's not ruining the concert, but it's like, dude. You're gonna either gonna be professional or not. Like you, I was like, I've seen you guys nine times and you fucked up at every single show. Yeah, or at least get someone that like have the guitarist or bassist like be able to to scream to do those parts. You know. Yeah, like you know, with the use, like yeah, I me- still want to hear it like sa- sound like it should. Yeah. You know. That's all. I still had a good time. It yeah, was no, still of really course, nice but... to see them, but it was it was kind of sad. Is that Warped Tour you said? Yeah, it was kind of sad not Tour? to see them. I got lucky. So Ben knew knows the uh, bassist from Amity Affliction. Okay. And they were playing at that Warp Tour, and they got we got in backstage. We couldn't get in backstage for like the used or like really big bands. Do you remember how much the tickets were though? If you, if you did uh, they were like fifty, sixty bucks. See, that's a that's a fucking great thing. And it's an all day concert festival yeah and there's all these different stages and you you know say you want to listen to pop you can go listen to pop say you want to listen to metalcore and deathcore you go to you know the other stages say you want to listen to the mainstream stuff then they have stages to like people you've never heard of yeah so i want to check out some new bands experimental stuff whatever 
So it was cool. I've never been to Warped Tour. I got to go to that. Oh, well, it's over now. Didn't they say they're going to bring it back? I saw something that they were doing like two shows or something this summer, but last year was supposed to be the last year. I don't know if they'll cut off Warp Tour. I mean, I maybe don't see they'll, how they they'll could. They'll die it down for sure. Like, they'll be like, all right, you know what? Summertime, Warp Tour is not going to be a whole big thing. It's going to be like a festival, like we do one time a year, maybe, mm-hmm. or twice a year in the summertime, you know, because that's manageable. Mm-hmm. But there's no way they're going to shut down Warp Tour. I mean, it never, it stopped making money because it was way too consistent. It was way, like, people just waited for the right one. And then they just weren't going to the one that they needed money for. Well, it's also changed a little bit, too. You know, it was like more like, you know, punk rock bands, yeah, like Blank 182 and Offspring and, you know, Sun 41. And now it's it's got a whole, like, you know, metalcore, deathcore wing. And then it's got, like, your pop punk wing. And then, like, your, it's really, too diverse. your really famous bands. Yeah. Like, dude, they, they had Black Veil Brides and uh, The Used was the headliner, I think, of the whole thing. I think that real big fish there it was Whoa. a lot of different bands it was interesting Damn. but it's not like that same like pop punk feel like it used to be like you well, know skaters that's a generation thing like that's yeah. not around anymore that 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 scene it happened we got great music from it but it's not like a scene that exists anymore like no one's hanging out and doing like that. green day would have been at warp tour back yeah in the day, you know fucking all-american rejects all-american rejects yeah some 41 that's like yeah, that, that's what's for in a nutshell yeah, some exactly. 41 exactly uh no effects yeah. yeah i mean all know. that stuff is just Warped Tour was like a generational festival. But, like, they have that name. Why not just, like, make one big festival? The sad part is I saw The Offspring uh, in Ohio a few years back at a Rock on the Range, mm-hmm. and it was the worst thing I've ever seen. That's sad. They were. I love them so much. I love The Offspring. They're old stuff. But, like, they're younger than Metallica, you know? Are they? I mean, I feel like they're close to this. Like, they're maybe close. five years younger. They're close. They're old now. But they're still, like, a few, like, five, yeah, you say five years younger. James Hetfield and Metallica played like they were in their 20s. The Offspring looked like they were about fucking 96 and about to keel over and die. And well, they sounded terrible. Well, folks, there may be, have been drugs involved, you know? Yeah, but, I mean... Even some of these huge bands way older than them that have done way more drugs and way more. Well, I mean, look at Mick Jagger. God damn. God damn. He is he's like, You want to talk about an alien? 200 years alien. old. 200? No, he's a, he's, a, he's a vampire. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that might be it. And I just saw a video of him dancing better than I could. He's a Young, healthy male. 200 you know? years old. Just crushing it. And he can sing. And he can sing. God, that whole band. Like, their skin is leather. I mean, it could just be robots with human skin. Like yeah, maybe they were, they got so big, like, society couldn't let them die. So, like, a special agency. Skynet. Yeah, designed a fucking robot band. Yeah. And, like, lets them get a little older every year just to make sure we don't, like, Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, wait, something's weird there. No, he aged a little bit. Yeah, he aged a little we're bit. We're good. They're, like, seeing how far they can push the aging until we realize that they're robots. It's another, uh, you know, theory to... Look into conspiracy theory. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> Speaking of Terminator, there's a new Terminator coming out. I haven't seen any of the Terminators. It's probably not going to be good, but Arnold's in it, so I'm in. I haven't seen any Terminators. Ever? Ever. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. That's upsetting. Have you seen The Predator? No. Okay, that, that hurts my feelings. The Predator. You need to watch the first Predator and the first two Terminators. That's your homework. That's my homework? The first Predator is one of the greatest movies ever of all time. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Okay. Hands down. It's amazing. You're going to love it. 
It's so good. All right. Um, but I guess if we're going to circle back again. We're circling back, back again? Back to our original topic of Slipknot. There's one other thing that we were actually talking about that I was a little disrespectful about because I didn't really know the full story. Um, but you had mentioned that the drummer had to step down because his daughter just passed away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a car accident. And I, like, I like, made some sort of joke because uh, I was like, oh, it was Joy Jordan. I don't really care, you know. Um, Did you? I totally missed that. Oh, yeah. That's just me. I wasn't yeah. paying attention. Yeah. I know what I said. Okay. I'm glad you fessed yeah. up I plead the fifth. So... Yeah, I looked into it, and his daughter had just taken a five-month sobriety trip. His daughter was uh, in Alcoholics Anonymous, and she was sober. And then she passed away a couple days later after posting a picture with her five-month sobriety trip. Now, when you say, did she go to rehab where she was, like, in a rehab center and then she got well, out? Okay, it, it wasn't that deep. All it said was she had five months sober and that she was in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm assuming she went to rehab because most people, it's very rare they just go straight to AA. Yeah. Um, they usually go to rehab first and then find AA through the rehab. Yeah. But it also is possible to just find AA, you know, get recommended. A, you know, a therapist can say something. Um, you know, you could have a friend that's sober, like, hey, man, come to a meeting with me, things yeah. like that. So who knows how she got into it. But the, the point of the story, she had five months sober, and she just posted that. And then she passed away, and I haven't found anything that's been – that has said what happened. And, like, when their parents were questioned, they said, please leave us alone in this, you know, sad time while we grieve. Very possible if she was into heavier drugs, you know, five months sober, did a little bit of heroin, didn't think it was that big of a deal, boom, overdosed, you know, because your body's not used to yeah. – it didn't have that tolerance it had before. Uh, could have been a heart attack, you know, did a little meth or cocaine – uh, also, it could have been natural causes. could have been a car accident. I don't really know. But if it was a car accident, I feel like we would have known. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's very possible she relapsed and he, overdosed. He, he stepped down as a drummer. So I I'm, I think he, yeah, is out for right now, and then someone else stepped in. And I also read that Joey Jordison, the original drummer, was back. And that's a weird story because I never understood why they kicked him out because he, he was really upset about it when they kicked him out. And Joey Jordison was one of the – like I said, dude, one of the sickest drummers at the time. And it, yeah. it was really good still to this day. They kicked him out because he had some sort of rare degenerative disease that was eating away at his uh, – I'm probably going to get this wrong. I've heard this. I know you're Neurons <coughs> or something to the point where he couldn't even feel his legs and he had like a burning sensation. You mean his nerves or his, his neurons in your brain? Nerves. Yeah, nerves. Yeah. That's what I meant. See, Sweet. I told you. Good thing I said I was going to get this wrong. Ha <laughs> Can't yell at me now. Still gonna. You're not my real dad. You can't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, nerves. That's sad. I'm just learning about this too again, and I'm just like mixing, jumbling things up. What? My brain just doesn't work right. So my is, my is neurons it? misfired and misspeaking about the nerves. That's you see, it, that's it. what happened right there. Yeah, that's what happened. So, anyway, I read something that he's back. Like he somehow treated what ever was going on and went to physical therapy and he's like he had, was in some like side bands he, he's gained a little bit of weight but it's still him and he's old they're old now man Slipknot's old yeah yeah when when was it when did they release the first, first album first album had to be uh 96 I think it was 96 damn dude it's not that old but I mean it's still that's 23 years ago 
it's just hard because like you have bands and like you're Metallica. 25 yeah because you know? we're two you have bands like metallica metallica like, was around when i was born 86 82 they started you know yeah. they released their first album oh. like but the thing is like they're still playing healthy right it's like you think like what the fuck man yeah see i don't see i don't see a 50 year old person playing slipknot drums yeah you know but you see a 50 year old person playing metallica drums <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. What's going on there? Well, they got a little lazy. Yeah. Well, by they, I mean the drums got a little God, lazy. God, I mean, I, I can't imagine being 50 and playing that yeah. shit. Yeah. The way I do now. I mean, Travis Barker is going to be. Mid 40s? No, I mean, he's not that old yet, but he's got a family. Like, he's seen. I mean, look at that guy. He's. He's taking really good care of himself. I, something tells me he's going to be able to drum the way he does for a long time. He's going to outdo a lot of drummers, as he already has. He's, I mean, he's one of the greatest drummers. He's like the bottom of our time, impact-wise. Yeah, one of the cool things about Tra- – I mean, Travis Barker is very influential on me, myself. Uh, I love Blink-182 growing up. Still do to this day. Yeah, I love Blink-182. Um, but, yeah, he's an amazing drummer. But what makes Travis Barker unique is he – you know used to always talk about how he was in a uh, drumline and marching band, you know, and like a lot of people talk shit on, Oh, you're a band nerd, you know? Uh, but dude, like that's actually was in drumline and marching yeah. band myself in high school. And that's where I learned a lot of the fundamentals. Yeah. I wasn't great to be honest. Um, I was just always better at the kit than I was just, just with my hands, Yeah, you know? But then like when those kids would like try and play the drum set, I'd be like, What's up now, son? (laughs) Welcome to my house. So, (laughs) were they at your house? Nope. (laughs) No, it was cool because I played a, I played a show with my band at my high school. Oh, cool! I got to showcase my my drum set abilities. You know, badass. Because they thought I was just like not good. (laughs) You know, and then my drum, drum line instructor came up to me and was like, "Oh, that was great." I was like, "Thank you." Thank you. It was yeah. a very emotional story, as I can tell. Yeah. Your dryness. No, I, I was like, you had you know, extra dry. I, I was holding back tears with joy. Yeah. And uh, so you were in a band in high school. Yeah. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we talked about okay, that. Okay, so hold on. Uh, the drummer's daughter mysteriously Diana. passed away. We're thinking it's overdose. Could be anything, though. Yeah. We don't know. So now we got the old drummer back in. But that's really, it's really sad though. It's really sad. Of course it is. And uh, you know, being sober myself, I see a lot of people relapse and die. I've seen a lot of people die. We auditioned a guy that relapsed and died. We did. I didn't know that. We I did. saw him about two days before he died too. Wow. I remember we talked about. It. I was like, yeah, you said yeah, that. I was yeah. like, dude, he didn't just die. I saw him the other day. Oh yeah. 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 That's crazy. Um, I mean, look, people die every day of. Random heart attacks. Uh, my uncle just passed away two weeks ago. Jesus. And they don't even know what it was. Yeah. They think it was a heart attack. And he was the youngest of the family. Jesus. Yeah, it was a real shocker, you know? And I'm like, I'm sad about it, but I'm just more in shock. Like, how did, yeah. how did that happen? It's so weird. Yeah. Um, but things like that happen, you know? Uh, but but it's, it's more difficult. so than anything, yeah. those are like, they happen, but they're rare. When you're sober, um, and you're trying to help people that are struggling, you see so many people die a year yeah. from what we call the disease, you know, of addiction. 
so many people. It's so sad. So I mean, you I find that people die more from like relapsing or from just hundred percent, or do they? So people oftentimes will get better and then they'll die on their way back. Okay, so it it could be the relapse, um, because your tolerance goes down, right? Okay, that makes that actually makes sense. So what you were doing, uh, before you got sober, it was like enough to kill someone that's never tried it, right? Yeah. Because your tolerance is so, so high, so you like you come back and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do the same amount, not really thinking about it. There's also, you know, someone intentionally doing it, like, fuck this, I don't live anymore. Boom. And then there's also someone not knowing. even even like back in it for a while, you just do a little too much. There's something weird in the dope, whatever. You're gone. Like if yeah. if you don't have someone with you or paramedics, you're you're done. Yeah. Jesus. Like once you're out, you're out. You're not waking back up. Jesus Christ. Respiratory arrest. Oh my god. So there's probably a, a good chance that it had something to do with that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know anything besides the fact that she was sober for five months, and that's what they were highlighting on. But, yeah, it's really sad. You know, the guy lost his daughter and – Had to step down from a, yeah, a very but, impactful band. Yeah. So Joey Jordison is back. But I think what I read was that he's not under, back on the main kit, which is his throne, which is where he was. But he's like one of the side drummers. No. no, with the clown mask. Yeah. No. Yeah. How did he agree to that? I have no idea. No. That's what I read. I had to read it five so times. So who took to make the sure. main drummer place? I don't know because the drummer right before this one I think was in trouble with like tax evasion or something and they had to kick him out. God, it's so not as yeah. They're falling apart. Well, Corey, Corey Taylor, Taylor is, is going to be the last original, and then I read like one of the. Was it the bass player, the guitar player, someone in 2010-ish, 2013-ish? Uh, overdose on Xanax or something like Jesus. that? And the doctor who was prescribing him Xanax got locked up or, in, or got in trouble. Maybe just lost his license. I don't know. But I was reading all this crazy stuff about the band. It's like, Jesus, man. What's what happens when you have like 30 people in your band? It's too much. It's too many possibilities. But, you know, <laughs> but at the same time, the probability of that at least two people, two original <laughs> people are still there should be pretty high, right? Yeah. You know, the more, the higher chance. I don't know. And then you have Metallica and the only person that changed is the bass player. And Kirk Hammett before they released their album. Is Kirk gone? No, Kirk Hammett was, uh, wasn't the original guitar player. Oh, right. Dave Mustaine, yeah. I don't see, I don't really not, like Dave Mustaine. Um, I don't think anyone likes Dave Mustaine. And he's so talented. Not he's that so I, incredible. But Megadeth, it's like the same song over and over again. And it's not lines. that I don't like Dave himself. Like, I don't know the guy. Yeah. So I'm not going to be like, hey, like, I don't like Dave Mustaine. He, he could be a really cool guy. I just don't like his music. Yeah, Megadeth is. I mean, it's, it's just not my style. I mean, it's very I, cold I have I have a lot of respect for it. You know, I just don't like yeah. it myself. But anyway, like I got into Metallica with Kurt already there. Yeah, and like, I mean, well, Kurt Mustaine was only there on the first album, right? I don't think he recorded Kill the first all? album. I, don't, I think that's Kurt. See, then it doesn't matter. I think there's. You could be right. No, Kirk, I, I I know Kirk is on some. I don't know if Dave Mustaine is on like one or two of the songs. I think they re-recorded because Kirk was seventeen when he recorded like those solos, those ripping solos. Yeah. The point of the story is Kirk is the guy. You yeah, know? he's like, a guitar ripper. I don't even count Dave Mustaine. Yeah. You know, like I don't, I don't even count him. It's just like 
the what's crazy the only person that went to rehab in that band uh was james yeah and they say it was for alcohol but realistically it was therapy for his anger and ego problems oh god therapy ruined that album Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it kept james alive yeah because he was gonna he was on his way to either being in prison for the rest of his life or getting kicked out of the band or dying yeah that's you know what's crazy is they have uh there's companies that ha- that provide sober companions for bands that have people in the band struggling with addiction or alcoholism. Yeah. And they'll go on tour with them. Oh, my God. And, like, babysit them. So you need to get that job. To help keep them sober. Here's the thing. I think that would be really cool, but I also, like, I've been a professional babysitter before, and I'm not a big fan of it. Like, if I'm going on tour, it's because, like, I'm playing music. Yeah. You Not because wanna. I'm, like – I mean, look, it would be cool to hang out with them and stuff, but I also, like, don't want to be like, no, you can't have that, you know? Like, slap no heroin tonight. Like, yeah, yeah, with a little ruler, like, slapping their wrist. No! <laughs> <laughs> Bad boy. <laughs> I could see you doing that, though. I mean, I could, but, God, just cause it's, it's, funny. it's just – it's mentally straining, you know? Yeah. It's, like, one thing when it's a kid, but as an adult – They'll, you know, try and justify it and you know, manipulate you, and oh, it just—it can just be a nightmare. And then, like, if they do relapse, is that my fault? Am I gonna get fired? Yeah. You know? I, well, I also don't want to have that on my conscience. Right. Like, should I do I carry a gun around? Nope. You're not gonna touch that. You <laughs> know. A lot of guns. Yeah. <laughs> Put the heroin down. You know. <laughs> and, and you know another thing I just watched on uh, bands doing drugs and whatever, but it was actually a movie. Um, was the movie on netflix that just came out the dirt the dirt i haven't thank seen it you yet. thank you because i'm my brain is not working correctly today i know what i want to talk about but i cannot pinpoint the word and i'm getting stuck and it's very upsetting molly well, crew we'll molly crew so it was it was a almost like a mockumentary slash like real movie was it a mockumentary no it wasn't it was, a real it was just like a movie about them, but yeah. it was like supposed to kind of be like based on a true story. I'm sure it was, but I don't know how. I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. I don't know how well, true Nikki it was. Nikki Six would died a few times. All right, this is the one time he wrote a book on it. I went to school with his kids. He uh, he lives out here in Westlake. Yeah, I went to school with this guy. I had a yeah, crush I on his got, daughter when I was in sixth grade. He's got like a studio out here. Of course, everyone's calling me when I'm doing the podcast, but never at any other time does anyone want to talk to me. Just kidding. And. Uh, but yeah, it was interesting because Nikki Six uh, went down the old heroin path, and you know you watch it, and he overdosed and died, and he's never going to do this again. And then of course he does it yeah. right after he gets out of the hospital and almost died, and that's addiction, doing the same thing over and over, ex- expecting a different result. That's insanity. Sorry, yeah. but addiction is insanity. Kind of, yeah. You know. So, fucking hell, it's a trip. You know, one of these days I'm gonna have to bring you on. I'd like to like break down the psychology of addiction and drug use and the and how it connects to the bands and why it was why it's so appealing to the music scene. We'll have to do that one of these days. God, I, I will I'll get that wrong. You'll get it wrong. Why is that? I will butcher that. Well, explaining it. <laughs> yeah. Why? I just. Uh, I feel like I can't explain things well. 
sometimes. We'll get you and on that'll a good, probably be one of them. We'll get you on a good day. How about that? It's my high-functioning autism, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know a guy with high-functioning autism. He's, like, one of the smartest people in the fucking world. Well, they're they're incredibly talented at, at certain things, you know? We have superhumans, guys, and we are not the the best anymore. Well, what's interesting about autism, too, is that they're so brilliant in certain ways, but then if I was just talking to you and I had autism, which I think I do. Um, you just think you have autism. Yeah. You do that yeah, I diagnose myself, folks. Okay. And autistic people have a hard time recognizing facial expressions. Hmm. So that's why, like, you're just like, hey, how are you doing? Good. I'm all right. You know, it's hard to, like, interact with them on a kind of emotional level. That makes sense. Actually, Evan is the one with the client. He's a, he's a client. He's a, oh, he told me about that. Yeah. Kid's yeah. a freaking genius. Yeah. It's insane. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like it's like everything's there except for like your human interaction. So yeah, aspect. so the big thing with him is uh, when I first met Evan, he was training this kid. Uh, Evan told me that I can't talk to him. I can't even like wave to him when he's training this kid because Evan said that when he breaks like any sort of contact, like if he takes his attention to to, to anything other than the training session, the kid stops training and just like will sit there and won't refuse to listen. What Evan has to say. Yeah. But if he doesn't break like attention, it's fine. And in the beginning, they were like, he was like really nervous to talk to Evan. But I guess they, as they got closer, he started talking. And it's like, yeah, like the social side of like being in the gym and, you know, Evan breaking the attention. It was tough on him. But the way his brain is working, what he like, the things he, things he would talk about, like he would talk about like these theories that are the toughest things to understand in the world. Like he just looked it up on the Internet the other night. But it's just he gets things out on such another level. Like Evan will bring up these topics and I'll be like, what the fuck? And he always waits till I'm smoking pot, too. He'll wait till I smoke some pot and I'm like a little high and then I'll start talking about the shit the kid talks about. I'm like, oh my God. Here we go. Like my mind is just like melting in my head. I would love to be able to talk to him. I want to like befriend this kid so I can like un know what he's got. This is like a young Joe Rogan right here. Me or him? Yeah. You. <laughs> Why? Because I want to befriend the autistic kid that knows everything. No, just smoking <laughs> weed and doing podcasts. That's Joe Rogan. I don't know if I yeah. could smoke weed and do this podcast. Yeah. I'm a mess when I'm high. A mess. I just I just sit in my studio and put on some music and let it be. Mm -hmm. Try not to interact too much <laughs> with the outside world. Yeah, it's, it's for me. I'm not doing it because you know I want to interact with people. Yeah, Joe, Joe's just always lighting up, having a good time. Well, so many people are so good at like just smoking pot and being fine. Like Josh well, it, owns a smoke shop. Yeah, I think you know their tolerance is really high. Like I, do I've been smoking for a long time. Never built up tolerance. Because you, you haven't been smoking consistently, maybe. Even when I smoke, like, every day. Every day. Every day. I don't build up a tolerance. I just get high. It's great. Well, it's good. Save your money. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did a, the episode I did with Josh. He yeah. smoked five bowls out of my bong before we started. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. He was a little high in the beginning, but it was all right. God. I don't he know. wouldn't have gotten a word out of me. I probably would have called 911. I probably would have died. Yeah. I would have just fell falling asleep. Cried a little. Yeah. How you doing today? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Is this a microphone in front of my face? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know? There you go. Hello. Well, 
Thanks Should for we wrap it up. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for hanging <laughs> out with me today, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, we went from uh, Slipknot to autism. So I hope you all enjoyed that. <laughs> all, all two of you out there. Uh, all right, dude. <laughs> I'll see you soon. Yeah. 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 Whenever, man. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be back. I hope this. Uh, we'll get you in a YouTube better YouTube video. Works out. <laughs> Can't wait to watch myself look like a. Uh, well, you know what? You got to have an intelligent the, person. You got to have hangout episodes, man. You got to hang out sometimes. Yeah. No, yeah. this is great. I mean, this is spontaneous. About whatever. We had this idea this morning. <laughs> we kept going off topic and circled back and then went back and who knows where we are, but here we are. And I hope you all have a great day. I hope Thank Corey Taylor much. gets his shit together and stops blowing out nut sacks because he's got a lot more shit to give yeah, us. Yeah, he I'll does. I mean, this, this album. So talented. This new album is coming out in August, if I'm not mistaken. Damn, August is so, a big month, dude. Yeah. Uh, Slipknot and Tool. This whole summer is insane. Is insane. Real quick. Uh, the new annotation as annotations of an autopsy and Angel Maker came out on Friday. Oh, Angel Maker. Both least... epic. Haig and I have matching Angel Maker uh, tank, tank tops. tops. And we also met the, I think the high, he was the high screamer vocalist. Um, really nice guy. You know? It's funny how that works. Yeah. The like, most hardcore sounding human. Like, yeah, just the nicest person. person. Yeah, there's that meme. Yeah. Yeah, with the Hulk. Um, and then this Friday is the new uh, Motionless and White, which is just Dude. a kind of good all-around band. They do everything. I dig know? Motionless White, man. Heavy I dig to them. poppy to sing-along to, yeah. you know, just everything. Love them. And then we also have a new Vulvodynia coming out, um, Upon a Burning Body, which I can't wait for, New Thyard is Murder, New ingested. I mean, it just the list goes on. Then you said Tool and Slipknot. So like, we have a great summer Dude, of metal. I'm gonna die when Tool comes out. Oh, and then I'll resuscitate you. Some CPR. Mouth to mouth. Take a little bit more than that. Yeah. Well, I'll bust out the AED if I need to. The AED. Do you even know what that is? No, I don't. God, for for me being the uh, acronym person, I should really know this. Wow, you you of all people don't know what an acronym stands for I, i've actually i should know what this is what is it for hey siri what is an aed okay te uh siri <laughs> may have a high functioning autism as well because she like almost gets things right but she just doesn't and <laughs> you know i said aed pretty clearly you could probably all hear that and she pulled up ted talks there's probably about that. No. She's just inappropriate and uh, pretty useless, honestly. <laughs> the only thing she's good for is setting reminders, which she still misspells. Um, That's like, true. I use her for reminders all the time. Yeah. Jesus, man. It's like, Apple, get your shit together. <laughs> You're supposed to be like one of the like best companies out there. You know, Google is actually the best. And that's why sometimes I kind of wish i had a android but then i laugh when i think that <laughs> i'll always have an iphone it's just the best it's accessible know? matches everything you use in the first place i feel like i had, was talking about something and i lost it i don't remember aed aed it's some sort of uh electric shock defibrillation okay device i don't know what the ae stands for i think the d is defibrillation i could be totally wrong People are laughing at me right now. Anyway, I know what it is. It's called AED. 
you grab that when uh, the CPR isn't working. Well, then you put some patches on it. Actually, tells you what to do, and it sends a little shock to you. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, we'll be sure to bring it. It's funny. I always joke about about that. Grab the AED. And then I was at Orange Theory Fitness the other day, and I look on the wall, and it says AED, and I was like, oh, they actually have those. You're supposed to have them. Yeah, for I safety. Think. Yeah. For saving lives. Yeah. We've seen many heart attacks at the gym. I have. I've been well, there I've for heard two about deaths. Them. I've heard about them, yeah. I've been there for two deaths. I was there when the person died in the sauna. Oh, God. Yeah, old lady went in the sauna, didn't come out. You know what? Weren't we there together? Probably. I think we were both there. They were keeping everyone out. Yeah, they and like. They were walking the. But people were the, still working. They were out. walking the women through the uh, men's locker room. Yeah. To get them out. <clears throat> oh my god. So if you're over the age of ninety-five, I don't recommend going into the sauna. I think maybe the cutoff point's a little younger than that. It depends on where your health. Well, at. I'm just you know I'm pushing it. <laughs> Anyways, folks, that's that's all we got. We hope you have a uh, wonderful. <laughs> week and uh stay healthy yeah eat healthy keep your spirituality up man you're something else <laughs> you are something else work out eat healthy stay sexy and be happy stay sexy. you know be happy is and stay sexy is important because if you're not happy with the way you look you're gonna be depressed um but just be happy you know no matter what you look like just do what makes you happy Except for heroin. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, thank you, Eric. Thank you for another phenomenal uh, Eric talk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your IQ may go down a little bit after this, but it's okay. As long as you laugh, that's all that matters. Yeah. Or I appreciate learn, it. Learn something. I, I appreciate know. it. Yeah. All right, dude. Thanks for having me, buddy. Peace. Appreciate it. Bye.